Hi everyone, welcome to the All Inclusive Podcast, where each week I chat with industry experts and diversity, equity and inclusion executives from the world's leading global brands who share their knowledge, experience and actionable takeaways to help inclusive employers create cultures of belonging where everyone can thrive. Today, I have the great pleasure of being joined by Amma Okanse. She is the UK Head of Diversity and Inclusion at BMP Paribus. Welcome, Amma. Welcome, Natasha. I'm very pleased to be here. This is my second podcast, so I'm very excited. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I'm so honoured to be the second second podcast you've chosen <laughs> to have a chat with. That's great. Um, so I think the best thing to do is let's kick off by telling our listeners a little bit about you and your journey to where you are today. Sure. Um, I grew up in Ghana, um, West Africa, and I came to the UK um, as a child. Um, and spent the rest of my formative years here. I am a qualified lawyer, so I went to university, went to law school, um, and then qualified as a lawyer. Um, I focused on capital markets, which essentially is just raising finance um, for companies, corporations, governments, and sovereigns. And I focused on emerging markets because of my background. I really like developing economies. It's really interesting. I did that for a long time. Um, and then the opportunity came to become the head of diversity and inclusion. And I kind of thought that it would be a great um, thing to do simply because I had a very lived experience of being othered. Um, as a black female corporate lawyer, I was always... I was often the only woman in the room, but I was always the only black woman in the room. So I was very much aware of sort of being the minority. And I just feel that my lived experiences, um, my regulatory legal background means that I, I'm really best placed to sort of really understand, interpret, and also sort of analyze um, diversity and inclusion. And as this role becomes more and more about um, regulation um, and the law, I just feel very confident that I'm, I'm, I'm suited and I've, I'm, I've chosen the right path. Oh, fantastic. And so um, you've touched on, you've had the lived experiences and that's triggered you and, and got you thinking, actually, this is the role for me. Diversity inclusion spans over so much. What for you is your, your main key focus at the moment with achieving diversity, equity, inclusion at, at BNP Paribus? I think there's a lot to do um, and so it's quite difficult to sort of keep focus and say what is the key. I think there's lots of competing things and um, for me um, I think diversity and inclusion has been predominantly about gender for a very long time and I know we're not where we should be but I do think that the, the debate has to be broadened and I think the idea and the concept of intersectionality is really key because I think a lot of the time the gender debate wasn't really talking about women who were intersectional like me and I'm assuming our, the, our audience knows what intersectionality means um, and so I think that intersectionality is a, a really great please and because intersectionality covers all spans so you could be a black female woman who's disabled who's LGBT plus you could be a white man who's um, LGBT plus and disabled there's so many permutations and so many levels of it that I think it's really important that we try and understand it we try and capture it and we try and measure it so I'd say that that's probably something that's um, really key and that's where the conversation and the direction of travel is. So I feel that, that, that that's definitely a space that has to be occupied. And being in the financial services, I have to be um, direct and say that for me, it's data. Um, 
we're very challenged in how we collect data. And I think that unless you can't see what you can't, you can't measure what you can't see. And so for me, one of my um, sort of focuses is really trying to understand and capture quantitative and qualitative data so that we can really see where the pressure points are so that we can really identify where their issues are and then sort of focus and target our strategies and our initiatives and more broadly it's about um, raising awareness I think diversity and inclusion because of the pandemic has become so topical and so relevant um, everybody's very aware of the inequalities in society and people want to make a difference and it's just making sure that now we're going back to normality if that's the right way to put it people don't forget about it and we still sort of continues to thrive and think about it and press things forward yeah no I, I totally agree I think it's important to make sure that it's still at the forefront of everyone's minds um because when we were in the pandemic it was a little bit more easier to to be able to see um, some of the inequalities and and things that that weren't really quite right um, it was yeah. a bit more obvious now that we've kind of approached this new normal it can so easily get a little bit shadowed amongst all the day-to-day -day life that we have and day-to-day and -day things that are going on within the an organization and just within everyone else's lives um, but yeah. I think it is it's it's definitely important to, to keep that conversation going and and this is one of the reasons why we've got this I have this podcast is to give um, individuals like yourselves and the leaders that are working in this in this area in this space um, the opportunity to give our listeners some insight into what you're up to where you're from what what you've got going forward and, and what what insights and experience that you've got um that leads me on to, to my next question. So for you as a black woman in financial services, you're, you're now head of, of a great, great area, which is diversity, equity and inclusion. But what's been the most challenging moment for you so far in your role? I think it's just making diversity and inclusion part of the business. Mm. I think uh, there's a lot of will there. There's a lot of intention. Um, there's a lot of understanding. But organisations about profits, they're about making money. So it's just trying to sort of fit that narrative of diversity and inclusion into the business case. And studies have constantly and consistently shown that diversity, equity and inclusion is innovative. It, um, it's creative. It leads to better staff morale and it leads to better staff engagement. And I think theoretically everybody understands that but it's actually trying to translate that into the business case mm. um, and making that a pr priority or even if it's not a, pri a priority making that part of the business case and I think that's where the challenge is a lot of people will say oh you know I'm very passionate I really believe in this and then you may look at their teams and their teams don't reflect their passion or, or their um, their willingness so it's really trying to drive that change and making sure that it becomes part of the business part of the way we we do business part of the way we think mm. when, when we're recruiting when we're um, promoting um, when we're sponsoring when we're mentoring that we're really thinking about working and supporting um, people who don't look like us and are very different from us I think that's really the the, the constant battle of this work is really trying to make sure that everybody sees it as a day-to-day -day, it's something that they have to do all the time yeah and how do you how do you approach that how do you conquer that um that challenge <laughs> what what for you do you feel like is working at the moment 
it's not raising awareness and it's also sort of trying to fit things into the business as usual. So, for example, looking at training, um, really trying to um, adapt and work with our learning and development team so that training um, has a very strong element of diversity and inclusion around it. And, for example, we, we are running our mandatory inclusive leadership training at the moment. So that's really just supporting managers to sort of understand when you are recruiting, when you are looking at your teams, when you are promoting, what does that look like for you? And it's also having constant discussions with business heads and trying to understand what their focus is, where their strategy is going, and then trying to fit that in. Um, at the moment, we're looking at apprenticeships. And the good thing about apprenticeships is that it allows for social mobility. It allows for people from different backgrounds. Now, working on that with all the businesses means that they get to understand that our graduate program is excellent and we attract graduates, but graduates tend to come from a very similar background and apprentices don't. So it's just sort of trying to get them to engage, trying to get them to sponsor that. So for me, I think the strategy of diversity and inclusion is to choose topics, choose areas that align with what the businesses are doing, what they're trying to achieve. And that's the best way to kind of embed um, and to kind of ensure that it's part of the, the business strategy, it's part of their business plans, and it's part of what the hiring managers, what the business heads are thinking. And mm -hmm. that kind of drives engagement, it drives um, change, and people tend to feed off of each other. And if something's going well here, you promote it somewhere else. So it, it, it's it's a lot of work it's very holistic but you really do have to see it in that way um otherwise you're sort of beating your drum in this corner and everybody else is doing something else and that, that that's that's not effective so you have to make sure you know there's a there's a perfect marriage there's a perfect understanding and an alignment mm. what's one thing that you feel that DEI leaders at the moment um aren't talking about enough when it comes to the work or do you feel that they really should be speaking on? Do you know what? I think people of DNI leaders are really speaking um, a lot. And I think it's, like I say, the pandemic before then, diversity and inclusion was something that was talked about, but nobody really understood it. And because of the pandemic and because of the fact that we have realised that inequalities of society can no longer continue the way they are, what's now happening is that the personal and the um, and the work life are now merged, and so I think a lot of DNI leaders are now having to work with the fact that as an organisation you have to respond to the external environment. So things like the Ukraine crisis, things like the cost of living, these are all things that are very live and they impact your workers. And you can't kind of say, well, actually, when you leave work, you know, that's that's your private life. Now it really is. I am out my work life and I am my private life. And we as an organization and DNI leaders have to make sure that we're supporting staff, we're empathizing, and we're kind of putting things in place so that people are aware um, that things may be impacting different parts of the community at work, but it's all about all of us engaging, all of us being empathetic and all of us understanding that. Mm, yeah, it's important. I think, I mean, let's face it, we spend, unfortunately a lot of our lives at work <laughs> um, so if I'm gonna be devoting kind of 90% of my work week my week in general my life to a job I want it to be meaningful I want it to 
be something that's going to be improving myself mentally like and I'm challenged but also I'm doing something that's actually making a difference me personally I want to do something that's making a difference but on top of that that I'm working for somebody that actually cares and I think a lot more people now that is at the forefront of their minds they want to make sure that where they're working is is at a place which is actually paying attention to what is really going on when everyone leaves the door so when you leave that office like what what are people going through what's happening in the world because it's definitely going to come into to the the workplace for 100 percent um yeah and so it's important. I think it's even more important that the leaders um, and the organisation actually pays attention to that and pivot and changes to ensure that their colleague, their work and their employees are supported. They feel supported. Um, yeah. So I totally agree with you. But I mean, there is always going to be some challenges along the way. And I think, yeah. as, as you said, it, it's important that DEI is integrated into the way that the business works, um, because I think that's the only way it's really actually going to be sustainable um which is what you want right um so what sort of support do you have um from your leadership team in order to be able to achieve these goals um because as you said it's 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 a conversation that needs to be had you need to integrate it into the business what support do you have to be able to do that it's for me um i have their buy-in Um, And I have their understanding and I have them sort of amplifying what it is that I'm doing. So when I join, um, we have town halls. I join a lot of the the business lines um, meetings with their teams and I talk to them about diversity inclusion and they talk to me about what they're doing as well. If I have certain initiatives that um, are working really well, I will explain that and discuss that with the business heads and they are often very supportive of that and they will adopt that initiative or join in something that I'm doing transversely. So it's very much about leadership, it's very much about them setting the tone, it's very much about them showing that um, they believe in this and demonstrating that they believe in this and that's how they support me and I'm really pleased that leaders do recognize as you said that organizations have to be about profit purpose and people and so they all have to sort of align their ideas behind yes we're here to make money but what is our purpose and what what are we doing for our people and most of them see that and they Mm. support my work. Oh fantastic and um, you touched on it in, in early in our conversation. There is a kind of like work and life and there's a lot of crossover. Um, so how do you how do you handle that? Because there's a lot to do with DEI and we know that there's a crossover with, <laughs> with work and life. So how do you avoid that burnout? Gosh, that's a good question. That's the difficult one. I'm always reading and I'm always um, engaging in DEI and I, I'm always, I don't, Obviously, that's my job, but I, I think sort of the whole idea of what it is that we do and what, what, what we're trying to um, achieve is, is constant. Um, so I guess relaxation for me is learning, <laughs> which I guess makes me sound a little bit um, odd. Um, I, you know, I have a family, um, I have friends. Um, and I, yeah, I sort of do most things. And I do a lot of yoga, actually. I went to yoga this morning. That always sort of resets me for the day and kind of gets me thinking and that's where I kind of join a lot of the dots actually because in order to kind of um 
focus the mind you'll be thinking about something and then something will pop in your head and you'll think oh I've resolved that issue so lots of yoga lots of meditation and lots of relaxing with my family but I do like reading about the subject I um yeah I I, I learn a lot um when it's a pleasure read as opposed to I'm trying to understand this mm. issue and what does it look like I ask um, quite a lot of the, the leaders how they find the work-life balance what do they do um and the, that is the first one that's the first answer I've had actually is learning and reading <laughs> um, within the topic that they're already working in so that's really great and actually to me it makes sense by the way that you put it it does make sense because whilst yes you you're doing the work anyway but sometimes it is quite enjoyable to to take a step away and just have a read on on the topic because it can be quite interesting to hear on what other people do I mean again that's kind of the reason why I've got the podcast really is because it's I think I find it really interesting speaking with other individuals that are doing the work I'm really into the intersection of diversity and inclusion and technology Mm. and so I get I sort of follow a lot of um people on social media who are into technology and the thing is a lot of them are into diversity and inclusion without knowing it and so the big tech companies right in Silicon Valley are not diverse so I'm really sort of quite keen to see how this all evolves because it's the now and it's the future and if we're not in the room if we're not making the decisions what does that really look like for us I think there's a lot of work and a lot of thinking to be done in that area so again it's learning and kind of seeing that side of it. And once you kind of start, you think, oh, this impacts this. I've never thought of it this way. So, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you agree with me. Yes, I was, yeah, I was no, totally. you might think, She's a bit sad. <laughs> no of course not no at all I mean don't get me wrong I do do reading outside of the the usual DEI stuff and so I do like a little bit of non-fiction I'm not gonna lie um but yeah and your background for anyone who is listening who's who's not watching and the the visual um Emma has got an amazing bookcase behind her full of what I can only imagine a well variety of books um so I'm not surprised that her answer was <laughs> was reading for some reason. You know I didn't even make I didn't even make that link, but yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so before you leave us, what's your parting piece of advice for future DEI leaders of tomorrow? Continue to do the work. Sometimes you may feel that you're not making an impact. Sometimes you may think you're not making a difference, but you really are. And this is just a small tale. Um, I have a neighbor whose son um, is on the spectrum. And we are doing some work at BNP Paribas um, with a charity called Ambitious About Autism, which brings neurodiverse um, apprentices to the bank. So it solves the issue of social mobility and also encouraging um, disability. And one day my neighbour came running up to me and she has a group completely independent of myself. And they had advertised the fact that BNP Paribas was doing this. And she was so chuffed. And she said, I didn't think that my child who was on the spectrum could ever work at an organisation like yours. And this makes such a difference. And honestly, that like made my week. Um, Because you're doing something internally, you're doing something in an organisation, and it never strikes you that that is going to impact and that's going to land somewhere else. So I do say that, just continue. Um, You may not see it, but you are impacting and you are making change. 
Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's great advice. And I'm so glad that that's, that sounds like an amazing initiative that, that you guys are putting through together. Um, so I wish you all the best with that and all the best in all the other um, initiative and projects that you've got in place at the moment, Emma. Um, I've so much enjoyed our conversation this morning um, and so hopefully fun. our listeners have enjoyed it also. <laughs> um, how, can, how can people connect with you? I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, so do, you know, um, connect, um, do follow. Um, I'm happy to follow you, others as well. Um, it's, I think LinkedIn is a really good space. I t- got to learn a lot and I see what other people are doing as well. And so definitely LinkedIn is a great place to, to connect with me. And it's my, 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 my profile and my name. I don't use anything, any pseudonym or anything like that. So please um, engage in LinkedIn fantastic so I will leave a link to your LinkedIn profile below the episode so whoever's listening if you want to keep in touch with Emma and follow the work that she's doing please select um, the link down below for you to learn a little bit more about what she's up to thanks again Emma and enjoy the rest of your week thank you Natasha I've really enjoyed having our conversation